Pastor Chukso Goye is the senior pastor of Resurrection Life Church Johannesburg. Pastor Chuks is a passionate teacher and preacher of the Word of God. He has been blessed by God with the uncanny ability and gift to explain and unpack deep and complex spiritual truths in very easy to understand and apply formats. He is the host of the radio broadcast programs Living the Life and Amazing Power of Woman. Over the years, Pastor Chooks has been actively involved in marketplace ministries. He is an entrepreneur and business consultant with an avid passion for raising other entrepreneurs and business leaders. Here is Pastor Chooks Ogoye. Good evening. Welcome to a beautiful evening. Um, it's a Wednesday and uh, we are on episode 127. Today is 127. We are sharing on the goodness of God. This is our online masterclass, Understanding the Goodness of God. My name is Chucks Ugohe, and um, I'm going to be teaching God's Word tonight. Uh, I'm continuing from where I stopped yesterday. We, we've been sharing on the goodness of God gives me rest. The goodness of God gives me rest. So today will be part three. We did part one on Monday, part two on Tuesday. Today is part three, Wednesday. All right, we, we, we read from um, um, Psalm 23 yesterday. I'm going to read again Psalm 23. I'll read from verse 1 for good understanding, but we're going to jump in from verse 4. He said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy follow me, shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. All right, we are talking about faith in the goodness of God producing rest for the people of God. And we, we began to op open this um, passage last night. Uh, we got up to verse 4, actually. So we jump in at verse 4 tonight. It says, Yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. There's something that the goodness of God does. We, we have identified that the goodness of God draws us. It's the goodness of the heart of God that makes him look out for us as a shepherd looks out for the sheep. It's the goodness of God that makes God, you know, care for us. And, and he leads us to rest. The direction of leadership is to rest. The direction where if we follow him, it leads us to rest. And we, we talked about all of that yesterday. Now he says, yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, it is possible to be following the shepherd and still walk through the valley of the shadow of death. It is possible to follow the shepherd and still go through jeopardy and still go through difficult seasons. Hallelujah. Uh, the Bible says when we go through the waters or go through the floods or go through fire. So it is possible to follow God and walk through a jeopardy situation or a crisis situation. Walking through the valley of the shadow of death is, the shadow of death means death is near and the shadow. You see, for you to see the shadow of something means the object is near. So death is near, 
and we are now walking in the shadow of it. That means that death is blocking the light because for you to have a shadow, light you know, is being blocked by the object and that's what casts the shadow. So death is blocking the light. And there are many times believers are faced with circumstances or situations where death blocks the light. The enemy blocks the light. And we are now in the shadow that is created by death. So, so the Bible says, even though I walk through that valley of the shadow, valleys talk about low moments, low situations. See, the truth is this, that nobody lives on a mountaintop every day. As long as you are in this platform called earth, nobody lives on the mountaintop. There are valley times, there are valley seasons, there are valley situations. Now, now it's not, being in a valley is not the news. It's knowing how to manage yourself in the valley that you are not stressed. <laughs> you are, even though it's a valley season, you are not stressed. You see, seasons are a normal in this dimension. You will have winter, you will have summer, you will have autumn, you will have spring. None of them is good or bad in themselves. Because there are things that happen in winter that cannot happen in summer. There are things that happen in, in spring that cannot happen in autumn. So we need the four seasons. The four seasons come as a result of the cycles of, the, of life, the cycles of creation. You know, the sun, the earth moving around the sun creates the seasons. That's what creates the seasons. So, there is nothing wrong with a season. It's learning how to adapt in the season and enjoy the goodness of God and enjoy the life God has given. So, what it is is this. The Bible says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. I fear no evil. Because in that season of valley, because the, the rest of God is flowing in my life, I have rest, even though it's a valley season, even though it's a low tide, even though it's a, you know, um, it's not a mountain season, it's not a mountain experience. I, I, I have to learn how to draw the rest of God and enjoy the rest of God in, in the valley season. So he says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. <laughs> and the reason why I will not fear any evil is because his rest. I, I am at rest. The presence of God is with me and he has given me rest. So I have rest. I am rested. He, he, he's, his overwhelming power, his overwhelming wisdom, his overwhelming provision are available for me despite the valley season. See, God wants every one of his children to have such faith in his goodness that we are not afraid of the seasons. We're not afraid of the seasons. Yes, valley seasons will come. Yes, mountaintop seasons will come. We, we, we don't pray to live on the mountaintop all the time. No, it's, it's abnormal. That the thing is, is that even when we go through the valley season, we are not affected by the valley. That's what God wants. In other words, I walk in rest. In, in so much rest that it doesn't matter whether it's mountain, it doesn't matter whether it is valley, I am at rest. Isn't it the life that you want? Isn't it the life that you want to, to live in God? That whatever the season, whether it's a mountain season or a valley season, you are at rest. That's what faith in the goodness of God produces. So he's saying, even though I walk, remember that he is my shepherd. 
He is the one guiding me. So he's the one in front. The Bible says the good shepherd walks in front of the sheep and the sheep follow him. So even though I'm walking through this valley, he's the one leading me. Isn't it interesting that Jesus told his disciples, cross over to the other side. And they got into the boat to cross over to the other side at the instruction of the master. We actually have, you know, two experiences in the Bible that, 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 uh, that describe this experience. So the master tells them to cross over and they, they start going. In, one, in, in the one case, the master goes up to pray on a mountain while they, 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 they um, embark on the journey. Halfway in the journey, they meet a storm. And the storm is so fierce, they are not able to make progress. The storm is just tossing their boat up and down, left and right. That by the time the master came down from the mountain, they hadn't made much progress at sea. Yet, it is the master that told them to cross over to the other side. So you, you, you will say, but if the master gave the instruction, surely everything should go well. But it's true. The master gave the instruction, but they made a valley season. They made a valley time. They made a valley experience. In another instance, the master actually followed them into the boat. And the Bible says, a fierce, great turmoil of wind and storm arose at sea suddenly. And the boat was now being filled with water and was being threatened to capsize. And the master was sleeping in the boat. See, so the master gave the instruction. Let's just go over to the other side. And now they meet a difficult situation. So I'm saying to you, the Bible says that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Why? Because it's the one leading me. I've learned to trust in his goodness. So that goodness gives me rest. I know that he is protecting me. I know that his presence is around me. That even though I am walking through that valley of the shadow of death, I cannot be afraid of evil. Because his rest is with me. <laughs> his assuring presence gives me rest. This is what God wants you to know. You cannot allow yourself to be rattled because of crisis. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. See, when we are established in the message of the goodness of God, we are so settled, we are so grounded, nothing rattles us. <laughs> nothing rattles you. Because the goodness of God gives you rest. You are so rested. You are so secure in the goodness of God that you know that the goodness of God will pour out whether it is valley, whether it is mountaintop, whether it is valley, whether it's mountaintop. The goodness of God just pours down because you have learned to put your faith in the goodness of God and you've learned to hold on to the goodness of God. So I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. Because evil cannot, <laughs> cannot come to me. Every situation, hear me now, even though it's a valley, every situation produces good for me. Why? That's what, that's what happens when I have faith in the goodness of God. So whether it's mountaintop, good is manifesting for me. Whether it's a valley experience, good is manifesting for me. So I have good on the mountain, I have good in the valley. Come on, somebody. I have good on the mountain, I have good in the valley. It doesn't matter what the season is. I have good in summer, I have good in winter. I have good in autumn, I have good in spring. It, because I have faith in the goodness of God. Goodness is manifesting for me everywhere. So that gives me rest. That gives me rest. One of the things that will happen to you as you follow these teachings, as you meditate on the things that we're sharing, 
One of the things that will happen to you is that you become grounded. Your faith in the goodness of God becomes so grounded that you are not afraid. The Bible says you are, you are, you are, your faith is in the Lord. You are not afraid of evil tidings. Evil tidings, you're not afraid of evil tidings. Hallelujah. Because you're at rest. That's what the goodness of God does. He gives you so much rest. You're not afraid of evil tidings. Why? Because you know God is sorting things out. God has sorted things out. And you've got the power to restore good in the midst of chaos. He says here, for you are with me. You are with me. And I know you are full of goodness. <laughs> and I know you are full of goodness. There's no evil in you. So if you are with me and you're full of goodness, all I'm going to experience is goodness. And All I'm going to experience is goodness. Because if you are with me and you are full of goodness and there's no evil in you, there's no evil intention in you, there's no darkness in you. The Bible says God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. So if God is good and in him there is no evil at all and he's with me, why should I be afraid? The reason why I am afraid of crisis, of valley times, of valley seasons is because, let me tell you why, your faith in the goodness of God is not solid. <laughs> you still have a subconscious fear that there is evil in God that is going to pour out on you. That God is going to do you bad. It's a subconscious wiring that, that the Spirit of God is wanting to wash out of our subconsciousness. Wanting to wash out of our minds. That's the reason for these teachings. That's the reason why we're laboring in the Word of God every day to bring these teachings to us. So that you can become rested in the goodness of God. Because if he's with you and he's full of goodness, then there's nothing to worry. Because everything that will manifest is goodness to you. Because he's with you. And he's big. <laughs> he's with you. And he's powerful. He's with you. And he's all wise. He's with you. And he's, he is all merciful. And he's full of goodness. He says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. <laughs> they bring me comfort. Comfort produces rest. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I, I, I don't want to get into the details of the rod and the staff, but they are Implements that the shepherd uses for his work. The rod is for defense. The staff is for the guidance of the sheep. So because the rod is there, any enemy that comes, every predator that comes has to face the rod. <laughs> the shepherd's rod is for dealing with predators. The shepherd's staff is for, is for gathering the sheep and guiding the sheep. So when the staff is there, the staff is for correction. The staff is for, you know, um, prodding them and guiding them in. The rod is for defense. And so, because he is, his staff is with me, meaning I can be corrected. If I am missing it, if I am going astray, if I am sidestepping, the staff can correct me. So because when I see the staff, I know, hallelujah, I know that I can never go astray because the staff is there to correct me. That's why I fear no evil. I know that I can never go too far, far away that his, his mercy and his grace cannot cover me because his staff is there. And then the rod, I don't, I'm not afraid of lions. I'm not afraid of wolves. I'm not afraid of foxes. I'm not afraid of predators. I am not. Why? The rod of my shepherd is available to, to hit every predator and hit them hard. 
to fight off every lion, to fight off every bear, to fight off anything that comes to take the sheep. So, so he is fully armed for my security, fully armed for my safety. That's why I have rest. That's why I have rest. It's like somebody who is being protected by the might of the United States Army. <laughs> you rest. If you are being protected by the, by the United States intelligence, you rest. Because you know there's nothing. There's nothing that can take you out. It's difficult. Not, not, in, the 20, not in 2021. Mm -mm. Because that is the greatest military on the planet. And they are protecting you and covering you. Nothing. You can rest. And that's a human, that's a human organization. That's a human army. We are talking about a heavenly army. We are talking about the creator of the universe. Whoa, come on, somebody. We are talking about our God, our Father. Hey, hey. With, in, 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 in whose hands lies all power. Hallelujah. So, the Bible says in verse 5, You prepare a table for me, before me, in the presence of my enemies. You prepare a table for me, in the presence of my enemies enemies can you see how how god how his rest is so tangible that even though my enemies are present rest is with me that i am having a feast in the midst of my enemies i am so at rest i am enjoying a feast to prepare a table speaks of a buffet it speaks of a, you know like a buffet and i'm resting and i'm enjoying all of these bounties and my enemies are there and I'm, I'm not bothered. <laughs> I am not bothered. That's what the goodness of God does. The goodness of God gives you rest, that you are rested even in the midst of your enemies. And, and these enemies, are, they, are, they, are, they are demons. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle against principalities and powers. We wrestle against the spirit of poverty. So, so you see the spirit of lack, but you, you are not bothered because a table has been prepared for you. In the presence of your enemies. Let me tell you something. When you understand this thing that I'm sharing about the goodness of God. And lock your faith. And believe. I will see the goodness of God every day of my life. I am walking in the cover of the goodness of God. Let me tell you what it is. As your faith is locked in like that. It doesn't matter what the enemy throws. It doesn't matter what the enemy comes up with. You are never moved. Because when you start seeing the enemy... The enemy's presence, you know, all over the place. It means that a table has been prepared. <laughs> a table has been prepared. The goodness of God prepares a table in the presence of enemies. <laughs> so when the devil starts messing around, you expect the goodness of God to overflow. <laughs> when the enemy starts messing around, God starts blessing his people. When the enemy starts messing around, the blessing of God starts over overflowing. So this is what you're supposed to do. When you see the enemy, you know, flexing muscles, you're supposed to know that tables have been prepared. So you look out for the table. You look out, not to be afraid, not to be panicking, no, not to be stressed out by the enemy, but you look out for the table. Oh, I'm looking out for the table. Ah, I'm looking out for the peace that has been spread in front of me. I am looking for it. Where is it? Where is it? See, you need to learn how to... When, once you see satanic assaults, satanic incursions in your life, in your affairs, that's when you need to know and look out for the goodness of God. 
Look out for the table that has been prepared. Look out for the table that has been prepared. So that when the enemy starts messing around, instead of you panicking, instead of you crying, you just rest on the table that has been prepared. You just rest and just trust God. <laughs> table has been prepared and I'm going to eat that table. I'm going to eat from that table. I'm not going to be distracted. I keep my focus on the table. And you will see the table. There is always a table prepared in the presence of your enemies. Let me say that again. There is always a table prepared by God for you in the presence of your enemies. There is always a table prepared in the presence of your enemies. Your God prepares a table all the time. Hallelujah. Alright, it says, you anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. You anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. The goodness of God causes there to be an overflow of oil. See, for the shepherd, uh, oil is used for many things on the sheep. Part of it is to heal the wounds uh, that, that, you know, that the sheep may sustain in the course of the day. So the sheep is grazing and you know, sharp objects cut their skin. He rubs oil on them. Also, part of the reason for rubbing oil on the sheep is to pre pre preserve the sheep from, from flies and ticks and parasites. Because when that oil is rubbed there, the, the ticks and the parasites are kept away. So, so that speaks of God just smearing the oil. Hallelujah. The anointing. The anointing to preserve you. The anointing to protect you. Hallelujah. The Bible says, with my holy oil, I will anoint David. The enemy shall not outwit him. Neither shall the son of wickedness exert upon him. The anointing keeps the enemy away from outwitting you. So, and it says when he anoints your head with this oil, it, it runs over. There is excess. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's excess. There's too much oil. I prophesy today too much anointing in your life. The anointing for favor. Too much of it in your life. The anointing for increase. Too much of it in your life. The anointing for progress. Too much of it in your life. The anointing for healing and well-being. Too much of it in your life. When he pours his oil, he pours it to overflow. Hallelujah. When he pours out grace, he pours it to overflow. I connect with the overflow of the grace of God in this season for protection, for preservation. I connect with the overflow of the grace of God. The grace of God is overflowing in my life. In the name of Jesus. Now look at verse 6. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me. Hold on. I am following the shepherd. Goodness and mercy is following me. Ah! I am following the shepherd. Goodness and mercy is following me. <laughs> Meaning, in the train of the shepherd is goodness and mercy because that's who he is. Our God is good and he does good. So goodness and mercy follows the master. And because I'm following the master, goodness and mercy follow me. They just follow me everywhere. <laughs> they just follow me everywhere. I am never left without goodness behind, covering my back. Without mercy covering my back. This is what, what produces rest. Goodness and mercy. Following me produces rest. And I rest. I rest that, you know, if I make a mistake, his mercy covers me. <laughs> if I make a mistake, his mercy covers me. If I am not at my best performance, his mercy covers me. If I am not at my best uh, 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 output, his mercy covers me. 
When I'm doing well, his goodness overflows. So I am covered. Child of God, can you see? Can you see what faith in the goodness of God does for you? It, it, it covers you front, back. In front of you, God, 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 your shepherd is there. Behind you, goodness and mercy are covering you. So, so you are never without uh, uh, protection. You are never without cover. This is what the Lord does. And he says, I will dwell in the house of the Lord. I will dwell in the presence of God. I will carry his presence all the days of my life. And remember, he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. So, so because I dwell in his presence, that's what his house means. I dwell in his presence. I carry his presence. I manifest his presence. Rest is with me all the days of my life. Faith in the goodness of God produces rest. <laughs> Faith that God is absolutely good towards me. That I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. That God answers me. That he responds to me only in goodness. He responds to me only in goodness. He, he, is, not, he, is, not, uh, uh, he is not indifferent towards me. At, not at any time. He's never indifferent towards me. The heavens are never closed over me. The heavens are continuously open because Jesus is my open heavens. Hallelujah. The heavens are continuously open. So he always hears my prayer. He always responding to me. He is ever mindful of me. He is never indifferent. He is ever mindful of me. And because that is the nature of his disposition towards me and my faith is in that disposition, I see his goodness overflowing in every area of my life. I see rest everywhere because i believe that his goodness wraps around me his mercy wraps around me his kindness wraps around me his provision and abundance wraps around me i rest i rest let me let me give you one more for tonight and then i'm going to i'm going to wrap it up for today hebrews hebrews chapter chapter 4 Hebrews chapter 4. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. And read at verse 9. It says, There remains therefore a rest for the people of God. There remains therefore a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest has himself also seized from his works, as God did from his. All right, so, so for you to understand this, we need to read from up, um, from verse 4. Okay, you know what, let me just read it. He said, for he has spoken in a certain day, in a certain place of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. Again, in this place, they shall not enter my rest. Since therefore it remains that some must enter it, those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience. They did not enter because of disobedience. Again, he designates a certain day, saying in David, Today, after such a long time as he had been said, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. 
Now let me let me unpack unpack this. Let me unpack this. The reason why there was disobedience in the Garden of Eden the first time. That disobedience was started by a, a mistrust of God, by a belief that God is not good. So, so the doubt on the goodness of God produced disobedience. Now, now, there is a comparison being made here of the children of Israel um, in their journey through the wilderness. And the Bible is saying that, you know, um, there was, there's a promise of rest. Because those bunch that left Egypt, they didn't enter the rest because of gain of disobedience. Disobedience. That disobedience also comes from the same thing. A doubt on the goodness of God. The reason why the children of Israel struggled in the wilderness was they, they, they doubted the goodness of God. They couldn't trust God. They couldn't trust uh, the intentions that God had for them. And, and so every time they met a difficulty, they grumbled, they murmured, they complained. They couldn't trust God and exercise faith in his goodness for goodness to manifest for them. So every time they met, they had a need. A need is nothing but an opportunity for the goodness of God to show forth. Let me say that again. A need is nothing but an opportunity for the goodness of God to manifest. So if you have a need in your life right now, it's nothing but the opportunity for the goodness of God to manifest. If you have a need in your life, it's nothing but an opportunity for the goodness of God to manifest. So how do you see a need? You can see a need as God ignoring you, as God wanting to be mean to you, as God being uh, uncaring about you. Or you can see a need as an opportunity for the goodness of God to manifest. So whatever crisis you're facing, whatever challenge you're facing, whatever need in your life is, is an opportunity for the expression of the goodness of God. And when you see need and crisis in those, through those spectacles, through those frames, you see, needs and crises stop harassing you because you see an opportunity for the goodness of God to manifest. That's what a crisis is. A crisis is nothing but an opportunity for the goodness of God to manifest. That's what it is. And, and so, so when you start interpreting things like that, uh, or situations like that, what it does, it gives you rest. It, you just rest because you are waiting for the goodness of God to take care of that situation. Hallelujah. So, so what, what, what we are saying tonight is, the Bible says there's a rest for the people of God. If we can trust the goodness of God, we will enter that rest. The, the children of Israel could not get into that rest with Joshua, their leader. They could, Joshua couldn't give them that rest. Moses couldn't give them that rest because they doubted the goodness of God. But he's saying to me and you, we have to have that rest. And we enter into that rest by believing. Hallelujah. See, God entered into rest. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 2, the Bible says... And, and God rested from all his works. But what made God rest from all his works? Genesis chapter 1 verse 31 says, And God saw that everything was good. So, so everything was good, meaning that they, they, as God believed, remember God created the whole earth by faith, right? As God believed, he spoke and he manifested. What he believed manifested. There was no time gap. Between believing and manifestation was no time gap. As he believed it, he spoke it, he manifested. And the Bible said God looked at it and saw that it was very good. 
So, so what it was was the goodness of God in manifestation. Meaning that <laughs> as God believed and spoke and manifested, his goodness was, was all over the place. So, so his faith produced goodness. And God says, in the same way, you're going to believe and enter into my rest and manifest my goodness. So your faith in the goodness of God will produce that rest for you. The way that God's faith produced very good manifestations, expressions of his goodness all over the place. Your faith is also going to produce a expressions of God's goodness in your life. So what, what circumstances, situations, crises are, are nothing but opportunities for the goodness of God to manifest. And this is what your faith is supposed to latch on. This is why you are, you're supposed to stay f- joyful, stay grateful, knowing that God is working for you. Knowing that the hand of God is sorting things out for you. So are you facing a, a crisis right now? Are you facing a difficult situation? Are you facing a need? I want you to know that need is nothing but an opportunity for the goodness of God to manifest. If the doubt on the goodness of God is dealt with in your heart, you're going to see God manifest. (laughs) And listen, it doesn't matter how long it's taken. The longer it takes, the greater the goodness that is going to manifest for you. I'm telling you, for your shame, God gives you double. So, So what God needs to deal with is that insulation, that, that hardness of heart, like the children of Israel had it. He said, today if you hear his voice, you know, yesterday we talked about hearing his voice and following. That thing inside of you that causes you not to hear his voice and follow his voice, his voice to lead you to green pastures, his voice to lead you to still waters, his voice to lead you in the paths of righteousness, his voice to lead you in holiness, his voice to lead you through the valley of the shadow of death, that thing that causes you not to hear, is the doubt on the goodness of God. And that's what God is trying to get rid of. The moment that that thing gets off, the power of God is going to flow from you, flow through you. The Bible says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Rivers of living water is the expression of the goodness of God. It will flow out into your world, into your circumstance. Please hear what the Spirit of God is saying tonight. The miracle you are expecting is not going to come from from outside, it's going to come from your inside. But there are things that are stopping your well. That is doubt, the doubt on the goodness of God. Once we take those things out, the goodness of God is going to gush out of you and produce manifestations and expressions of that goodness in your reality. This is why when you have that faith in the goodness of God, it gives you rest because you know that goodness is going to pour forth. It's going to pour forth into that situation. It's going to pour forth into that crisis. It's going to pour forth into that fire. And it's going to douse it. It's going to calm it down. It's going to turn it around. Remember that the goodness of God swallows up every negativity. So you rest. That's what causes you to rest. So if you are not rested, it is because your faith in the goodness of God is not established. Let me say it again, and I'm going to close with that statement. If you are not rested... If you're anxious about anything, if you're startled about something, it's because your faith in the goodness of God is not settled. It's not established. When your faith in the goodness of God is established and settled, it produces rest. And you know 
that God never, never will put you to shame. You rest and just expect him. And things will start working like clockwork in your life. Ah! Things will start working so smoothly. You know, one, one good thing on top of the other. One blessing on top of the other. One manifestation on top of the other. You continue to grow and, 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 and excel and prosper and continue prospering until you, you are very prosperous. Ask Isaac about it. Hallelujah. I'm done for tonight. I, 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 I just hope I helped you. I, I hope you got something there. Uh, listen to this message over and over again. There are powerful things that I have dropped. Meditate on those statements and let your faith in the goodness of God settle you. Rest will abound in your life. God bless you. I pray that rest comes into your life. I pray that rest, 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 rest. Faith in the goodness of God takes out all that hardness and causes that river to gush out into your world, to gush out into your experience, to gush out into every situation you're dealing with. Supply for every need. Supply for every difficult situation, for every need in your life. Supply in the name of Jesus. God bless you. Good night. I'll see you tomorrow, 7 p.m., as we continue our daily broadcast. There comes a time in your life when you need a change, an upgrade. You need upliftment. You need lasting results. You just want your life to be real. You need your life to be meaningful, deep, full, purposeful, and easy. You're looking for enlargement, amplification, increase, strengthening. You're looking for growth in your life. You want leverage, strategic advantage, gain and favor, ability to influence, clout and strength. Join us at Resurrection Life Church every Sunday. Visit our website .reslife.org.za for more information. Make this year your year of being real. Embrace rapid enlargement and leverage. It is your time.